0: Hi, this is the Cancer Liberation Project podcast. If you've been touched by cancer and have some fear around remaining healthy, you are in the right place. As a 20 year plus cancer survivor, Haley knows how unsettling it can be to not only hear the words, you have cancer, but also the uncertainty and fear that comes when you have been declared cancer free. The Cancer Liberation Project was born out of Haley's desire to make cancer less scary for people, to give people hope, that they can not only heal from cancer, but live their best, most vibrant life after cancer. Get ready to be inspired with your host, Haley Dubin.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cancer Liberation Project. Today, I'm excited to share my conversation with Rena Jadhav. Her passion for health is contagious. Rena had colon cancer at 35 years old and an even deadlier autoimmune illness at 45 years old, with 28 symptoms. Conventional medicine could not help her, so she decided to take charge of her own health, and 15 months later had reversed all symptoms. She beat both by taking charge of her health, doing big experiments and small changes, all of which have led her to being the healthiest she has ever been. In doing so, she found the truth about health and is now on a mission to share all she learned with anyone who will listen. The cornerstone of her healing journey was following the seven-step new health pyramid program that she designed for herself, which led to Heal Circle, a platform including doctors, healers, and integrated practitioners dedicated to helping people heal naturally. I look forward to sharing my conversation with Rena. But before I do, I just want to remind you, if you're looking for some great cancer prevention tips, go to revivewellness.com. That's R-E-V-I-V-E wellness.com and click on free gift. Hi, Rena. Welcome to the Cancer Liberation Project. I am so happy to have you on.
0: Hi, Haley. It's my honor to be here. Thank you.
1: Now, I know you mentioned that your mission is to create a world free of chronic disease. Can you just tell me how you started on this mission? Absolutely. So I've had two
0: massive chronic illnesses in my lifetime. I had colon cancer at 35, and then I had an autoimmune crisis at 45, and I recovered from both. And from the second one especially, I got to greater health and I realized that there's actually a formula for health um, that doesn't involve you know, chemicals and hospitalizations and that there isn't another way and that actually nobody needs to be sick. It is an option. It's a choice we make every day. Am I on the path of wellness or am I on the path of sickness? And so I just felt that it was my job to let everybody know, like I'd found this the secret, and everybody needed to know that chronic illness is an option, and that we all actually hold
1: the power of health right here. That's great. You know, I know with my cancer diagnosis, it was just a knock on the door to live differently, to to really look at inwards and and think, what do I want for my life? And I'm just wondering, you know, what did you learn from your experience, from your health crisis Uh, that you can't run your car on empty
0: and that you can't put Gatorade in your car and expect it to run Um, simple things, right? If you're not going to get enough high quality sleep and you're not going to be out in the sun and you're not going to drink nice, you know, clean water and eat fruits and vegetables that it's going to catch up with you. Um, If you're going to carry an enormous amount of stress and think that that's somehow not going to impact your body long-term, not true. I'm here to tell you, living proof, it catches up, it adds up. And so for me, I think the most important learning was that your body is either thriving or it's dying. It's never stagnant. It's, you know, because we, we don't think of it that way. We don't think that our bodies are always in evolution. So every day with every thought, with every emotion, with every food, with every drink, you're either creating health or you're not. And so for me, realizing that I couldn't compartmentalize health, that health had to be something that is surrounding me at all times in every decision I make. Um, that was that was the biggest learning.
1: Now, when you were in the midst of it, you know, what? Well, how were you feeling and thinking? I mean, were you just like, "I want to get better"? I want to get better. Was this like an a whole evolution? What? Um, how did it happen? When? So, I'll
0: I'll share my second crisis, which was um, almost uh, at this point seven years ago, six years ago. Sorry, six years ago. Um I had 28 symptoms. I was written off. I had spent already three months at the hospital in and out. I weighed 90 pounds. I'm five foot six. So that's clearly extremely, extremely um skeletony in stature and um, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And so the final diagnosis was you're depressed, you need antidepressants and you need steroids and somehow that's going to fix you. And I was so appalled and horrified and angry that because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, they were going to tell me that I was somehow depressed and that I was coming to the hospital because I was depressed or looking for attention. Um, It just, it sort of broke my trust because I had trusted that the system was going to fix me and it it broke that trust. and, And that was the best thing that could have ever happened because it then made me realize that the power of health was actually with me, that I couldn't allocate my issues to somebody else, that it was my problem and that I was going to have to figure this out by myself. And so I went from oh my God, this may be it, I'm going to die, to hell no, I have. I got to be a grandmother and I've got kids to see through to college and absolutely not, you know, I'm going to figure this out. And that tends to be a little bit of my personality anyway, I've done a bunch of startups and my personality is like, I'll figure it out, you know, how hard can this be? And so I sort of took that approach. So to answer your question, um, every day was a new day. Every day I'd wake up, see my, you know, see my hives and my rashes and my fingers wouldn't move and see clothes falling off of me and get very stressed and depressed and dejected. Mm -hmm. And then kind of do my meditations, do my chants, do my self-affirmations and psych myself into... I was actually already healing and I just wasn't seeing it. Right. So forcing myself to adopt that mantra of looking in the mirror and saying this is the healthiest, I'm going to be the healthiest person, um, ever. And, and I'm almost there. Like I'm working my way to it. That that was the dominant yo-yo that I went through. And I went through that for about, um, my total healing took 18 months before I could bring back kind of the gluten, dairy, soy, corn, you know, like just basically go out and eat because so I didn't eat out for 18 months. Um, now I eat everything um, to the horror of my body, but it, it, I balance it out with some, some good days where I'm very good, and then some naughty days. Um, but for a good six months, you know, the full gamut of I'm going to die to hell no, I'm going to live and I'm going to be the healthiest person I know.
1: That's so great. Cause I, I know people going through cancer, they're trusting their doctors, you you know, whatever they say they're going to do. And, and, you know, that's okay, but you also have to trust your gut. You know, it sounds like you didn't just listen to the doctor. Okay. You need, depressed depression medication i mean that it just didn't seem right to you you know and so i think that's such an important lesson you know to listen to yourself not just listen to what the doctor's saying all the time
0: so absolutely and you know you talk about cancer so my first crisis was cancer and it was colon cancer and you know my suggestion there because as you know i do interviews i've interviewed cancer doctors and what i've walked away from the doctors is that you've got to interview the doctors. Not every doctor is the same. And one of my favorite doctors, cancer doctors, is Dr. Lea Aron Keneally. And to quote her, if your doctor hasn't gone through a health crisis, they're not going to be on the same wavelength as a doctor who has gone through a health crisis. So as odd as it sounds, but interviewing your doctor and asking that is one of the questions can mean the difference between you picking a doctor that truly gets it and empathizes and is going to understand your journey and helps be able to help you on your journey better than someone who's never been touched by it and really can't
1: can't be in your shoes. That is such a good point. Now, I know you have a health pyramid that you live by. Can you, I know there's seven steps, but can you briefly kind of give us those steps?
0: yeah so when i finally got better i looked back and i tried to compile what my journey had been you know what where had i made the turns because healing is not linear healing looks like life right it's like all over and as long as long term you're doing this it's fine but it, it's not like this it's it's like And so my point was, well, what could I find as a formula in my experience? And what I found was that there is a formula and the formula is the the pyramid at the base of the pyramid, the foundation of your entire healing is your mind. And whether you're in a parasympathetic mode or a sympathetic reactive mode, are you in rest and digest or are you constantly like this? And, you know, Haley, I had not meditated prior to my illnesses. My sickness forced me like anybody else who's on their deathbed does, you know, Googling, YouTubing for what happens after death and, you know, what's it going to be like? And so you, you do that. And so in doing that, I came across certain people who had certain meditations and I started meditating and it wasn't until I did certain meditations that I realized I, my whole life had been in this react, this fight or flight mode, my whole life, my entire life had been one long stress ball. And for the first time I was getting this concept of, (sighs) it's all fine. It's okay. Nothing's to be done. Nowhere to go. I'd never experienced that. And as I did my research, so I'm very research oriented. I think I was doing like 16 hours of research a day. What I found was your body cannot heal. I'm going to repeat this is the most important thing. If anybody's listening to this, the only one thing I want you to take away, if there's nothing else you can remember, is this. If you want your body to heal, you have to be in rest and digest mode. If you are not, it can't heal. It's like, it's like your microwave. If the plug is plugged out, it cannot turn on. You need to plug it in and then you can use your microwave, right? So that's the same thing with the body. If you want your body to heal, it needs to be in something called rest and digest. And there's simple breathing techniques, there's meditations, there's there's things you can do and they just Google, you know, how do I get into rest and digest? You'll find simple things. There's music you can listen to. But that's the base of the pyramid. It all begins with that. And then layered on top of that is sleep. Because when you sleep, the body repairs. So if you're not sleeping, you're creating more chemicals. You're creating more drama in your body. You're not taking out the crap, right? So sleep is the second most important. And what I say is don't climb your pyramid to the end. Do one, do it right, nail it, own it. See, I got it. I know when I'm in rest and digest and when I'm not. And, I'm, and I know how long in the day I need to be in it. Next, sleep. Okay, I got it. I'm doing seven hours of sleep every night, night after night. I got it. Now let's do the next. And the third is detox.
1: Oh, I was just going to ask you about sleep. Do you suggest that you go to bed or try to go to bed at the same time every day and then wake up at the same time? Or Absolutely. is it just the amount? Okay.
0: No, there is a, t- so uh, Chinese medicine is is very vocal with this and you can Google it. They have a uh, a 24-hour cycle of what organ works when and what needs to be done when. I firmly, and Ayurveda supports that in that your stomach should be empty by 10 p.m. and you should be asleep, which means you should really stop eating by 6 p.m. Well, the true yogi is like stop by four p.m. and I used to stop eating by four four thirty p.m. when I was sick. Why? Because depending on how your digestion is, it takes you know three to four hours to empty the stomach, and then another four hours to empty your 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 intestines, your small intestine, to the point where now your body is free of its day job, and it can begin its night job. So if you're eating late. It's still doing its day job. It doesn't have time to do its night job. And so the cleaning doesn't happen, which is why we are all so toxic because we never give our bodies the break that it needs. So to answer your question, you must sleep at the same time, which is typically no later than 10 p.m., which means you need to be in bed by 9.30, doing your, your meditations, your breathing, your music to put your body in the, I'm safe, I'm calm, I'm relaxed. I'm going to have the most beautiful dreams tonight of, of that hottie or, you know, whatever it is. And so, you know, there's a whole process. And so nine 30 is the latest that you want to be in bed 10 o'clock. It should be lights out and you should be in um, beautiful la la land.
1: Great. I, I know that is tough for people, but you know, it, like you said, if you want to heal, it's important to do some of these things. And that, what you just said, Haley, so I got really frustrated. So I, I embarked on
0: this journey and I was so excited. And yet, um, what I found frustrating was that I couldn't convince people to do it. And it was, it was like, oh, it's so hard. You know, we don't eat until 9 PM and I don't sleep until like, you know, midnight um, and I like to watch like scary shows at midnight, and so I've had a lot of these, you know, are you committed to healing conversations? Uh, not everyone is committed to healing. I know it sounds horrible, and I'm sure someone's going to send me hate mail on this. What do you mean? No, if you're not willing, look, if you're if if you truly believe that you can get better, and you truly hate being sick then you will do what it takes. Anything that it takes. If you need to give up a year of your life, you will give up because that's what I did. I, li- I gave up 18 months of my life. Um, but guess what? I got my life back a thousand times better. So when I hear people say, oh, but it's so hard. Of course it's hard. You got here because you were making, you know, you were doing things that got you here. So of course it's going to be hard. So don't say it's hard, that's a given. Question is, are you willing to do what it takes? And if you're not, then you really have to go back inside and say, well, why am I not willing to do this? Is it because I'm kind of happy the way I am, right? I'm, I, it's, it's fine. Um, there are some doctors who will say, there are some people, if they were to deeply question themselves and peel the layer and layer and be truly honest with themselves, Maybe there are a point in time where they feel, you know what? I don't really care. Like, this is it. Like, let it take me. And so a huge part of healing is having that inner conversation. Do I have something to get healthier for? And for me, it was my kids. Yeah. What am I fighting for? And when you have that, when you know what you're fighting for, why you want to live, it's not hard. It's a short time. It flies you know, it's it's not hard.
1: Great. I mean, it's just, it's wanting it bad enough that you will do anything it takes. So, okay. So we did two, oh uh, no, we were on detox, right? So- we'll Oh yeah. Time. Okay. So I'll just really, and by the way, you can Google health pyramid
0: um, and just, you know, I've got a write-up, I've got, you know, stuff, how to do it. So it's not just what the steps are, but for each step I've shared- like seven, eight to 12 different things that you can do, Um, but it's also detox. um, Because if you are full of toxins, if you're full of parasites, which was one of my triggers, was parasite I picked up in Cabo, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, you got a parasite, you got a parasite. That parasite's not gonna let you live a happy, healthy life. You need to do parasite detoxes. Uh, No, these parasites don't show up on tests. Uh, Been there, done that, fought the battle, You know, don't even want to discuss it anymore. But the gist of it is most of us have parasites. And you might find that if you do one of those simple over-the-counter parasite cleanses, suddenly like some of your symptoms go away. I think a lot of autoimmune starts with with parasites. Um, Anthony from Medical Medium talks a lot about it. And he talks about celery juice first thing in the morning, empty stomach, just celery juice, right? No lemon, no nothing to it it'll clean you out. And if you are cleaning out your body now can start healing. So a part of detox is elimination, making sure you're going twice a day, uh, making sure you've got your gut under control. So that's taking the probiotics, you know, removing allergens, removing things that are creating the issues, doing a hair test, doing a food sensitivity
1: test. These are really important things. And, uh, And And then Oh, I'm sorry. Just one thing. And I know people listening might think, well, I don't know how to do that, but you know, you can always contact a functional medicine doctor, you can contact a health coach, you can contact a naturopathic doctor. So there are ways to do this. So thank you. So
0: many ways to do this. So many different wonderful doctors who've made it their mission to help people, especially around parasites. There's several, Um, you can check out healthierpodcast.com. I've got a whole series of interviews on with, I think some of the most amazing doctors, these are MDs who also do integrative uh, practicing. So, you know, it's it's not just alternative. These are MDs who are helping people like us get their health back. Um, mm-hmm. so, so detox, which includes elimination, et cetera. And then there's the social piece, joy. If you don't have joy, so that's, you know, I touched upon that. If you don't have joy and you don't have something to look forward to, it's very difficult to embark on a healing journey. I'd say it's near to impossible to embark on a healing journey if you don't have that. So if you don't have that, acknowledge it, recognize it, and then work on fixing it. So explore, I mean, I think one of the most amazing things about a health crisis is that it forces you to sit by yourself with yourself and it forces Mm -hmm. you To get to know you, something you've never done before. Take that opportunity to get to know you. What genuinely makes me smile? What genuinely makes me, you know, leap out of bed and want to go do things? And what doesn't? And find those things and get them out. Find friends and get them out. Find family members. Anything that's taking your joy away of who you are, cut them out. I did a lot of that. TV was not allowed in my house. Um, Every television was off because I didn't like what was happening in politics. And I would hive out. I would physically hive out. And so, um, and the TV never got turned back. We only watch simple, recorded, fun comedy shows. Um, When you're in health crisis, please don't watch misery creating, frantic, angry, fearful shows. Please don't.
1: That is such a good point. Even with the coronavirus, I mean, just constantly, you know, the scare, I don't want to say scare tactics, but just making it all the time. It's not healthy.
0: It's not healthy. It's doing the literally the exact opposite of what we should be doing. So you want to keep your immune system up here. But the moment you watch 10,000 dead, boom, a child died, boom right it has seven variants boom you know you your immunity takes a dive every time you hear something scary and so nothing good's going to come i mean what can you do if something's happening out there what power do you have to change none then why do it right it's one thing if i can listen to some news and then do something about it i can't so why are you listening to it? So my biggest request to everybody is turn the media off. If you are sick and you're committed to heal, turn the media off. It is putting you in the flight or fright mode, right? It is That is what it's doing to you. So um, so that's big part of the joy is also finding the detractors of joy and putting them outside. Uh, and being, again, you're the CEO of you. So you don't take shit, right? You draw hard lines and you say no, like learning to say no. Because that's the other thing they found, Haley, is that a lot of times people with kind of cancer, immune crisis, they tend to be the softies. They tend to be the ones that take other people's drama on and that carry heavy baggage on them. They're deeply empathetic. They can't say no. They're people pleasers. And they've had some very traumatic emotional event. And there's, by the way, there's science around this, where when they've dealt with that trauma, they say that the trauma can take six years plus to create cancer cells, right? Mm -hmm. There's some people who've talked about this. And in my case, I can go back. I know when that happened. I know the six-year event that, broke my heart and broke me and i rebuilt but apparently somewhere there something else broke and it didn't rebuild correctly and it created cancer so um people who suffer from cancer who suffer from other debilitating diseases my uh, part of this you know pyramid is going back to those traumas and finding what what was it what triggered it healing that And then coming back into your place of joy, and I'm not exaggerating, meditation, chanting, music, one of the most amazing ways to to get back into a state of just balanced bliss. And then last two to me, um, the one right above it is actually nutrition. It is not food. It's nutrition, and there is a difference. I believe that it's impossible to be perfect and eat perfect all the time. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that your nutrients are in and then you get to diet. So to me, the diet is actually the last part of my pyramid. So nutrients is your vitamin D, your calcium, your ease, you know, making sure. So one of the simple things I recommend is um, nutritional yeast. Not brewer's yeast, just simple nutritional yeast. It is just incredible it has protein so if you're a vegetarian it's got protein it's got iron it's got boron it's got manganese it's got so many things that a lot of us are deficient in and juicing so what i say for nutrients is if you're sick and you're trying to get better green juice not fruit juice green juice but you can throw berries you can throw kiwi in there and salad right so you got your juice you got your salad and you're doing your nutritional yeast. So those few things, and there's a few more. There's chlor, you know, there's chlorophyll, there's spirulina, there's moringa, there's neem and corella, like there's a bunch of stuff that I talk about. But it's it's saying, okay, done. I did my nutrition for today. And then you get to diet. And what I say about diet is if you're sick again, you it means you're typically acidic, you want to get alkaline. So diet is more about. No caffeine, right? Nothing that's heavily acidic. No red meats. Um, you know, nothing with the chemicals. Nothing that's not organic. No corn, no soy, no um, dairy, no gluten. Um, nothing GMO. Nothing that's been sprayed. Um, so it's it's really knowing that you know your diet cannot, in some sense, be you can't eat out unless it's, you know, avocado roll. <laughs> uh, and even then you can't take the wasabi because it's color, right? It's not real, that wasabi isn't real. Um, you can't take the ginger because it has you know potassium sorbate in it. So the diet, the the takeaway on the diet is if you are committed to healing, you will not eat out until you have your health back because you cannot eat out and give your body a break for if nothing else, that they use canola oil and everything. Right. And here's some of the famous people. Canola is like lighting your body on fire. So you eat out your body's on fire for a good seven hours, but you're eating every four hours or every three hours. So basically the fire is never put out. You're just on fire all the time. So how can your body heal? It doesn't have time. It's putting out fires. So the last top of the pyramid is the diet. And for that, you got to fast, you got to do a minimum 16 hours of fast. So you stop eating at 6 p.m. for obvious reasons because you want to be in bed by 10 and you need your, your, you know, your, your food needs to have left your belly and frankly, even the small intestine if possible. And then you don't want to eat obviously um, till 10, 11 right? You want to give yourself a good 16 hours of break. And it is not hard to go till 11 if you've had a good night's
1: sleep. So that's it. That's my pyramid. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I want to let people know that Rena or myself or or other experts you listen to have not done this all at once. Like it sounds overwhelming. Oh my gosh, look at all these things that Rena did to help herself. It's baby steps. It's, it's, doing one thing just bring joy into your life start with yeah. there you know so yes. i just wanted to say that cuz i know people get overwhelmed with a lot of information and they think yes. oh my god that sounds too hard that has been my struggle hilly
0: cuz whenever i you know tried to get cuz i had all these programs and i would try to get people to do the programs and it just, for everyone, it just seemed like it got so overwhelming that they would shut down and it was easier to not do anything than to embark on what seemed like this monumental, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro equivalent endeavor. And you are so right in saying it only sounds overwhelming because you've not done it before. It's like learning the alphabet, you know, for a a four-year-old. It's overwhelming because they've not done it. Now we're like, it's the alphabet. So recognize that it's only appearing hard because you've not done it before. And to your point, it doesn't all have to be done like that immediately. So one of the first things I say is, you know all the things that needs to happen. Sit down and make a list of what are the easiest things you can do like that. Like, oh, that's not a big deal, right? So not eating out, not a big deal for some people not eating out not happening like i don't cook i only eat out right okay so which one are you right so which is the easiest you know or sleeping at ten not an issue i can make that happen you know or um oh eating you know having my juice in the morning i can do this you know that's easy pick one or two things that are easy to do and just do them and do them every day for 7 days then add another item. So pick one thing of the seven things. Could be It could be the joy. Whatever brings you joy, do that every single day, seven days. Then add something else to it or remove something like, you know, maybe, you know, I don't want to give up gluten, but I can give up dairy, right? Maybe I don't want to give up corn because I love my corn tortillas, but I could give up soy, right? So come up with a list of what are you beginning to do? And then next thing you know, you're feeling better. And so then the journey gets easier because you're feeling so good. You want to keep doing this. Um, The one thing though, that I would say is walk, walk in the sun. If you can start your day every morning with a walk in the sun, I don't know what it is, but it resets something. Everything else gets easier. So that That's my parting advice.
1: That's great advice. Um so now I wanted to get to Heal Circle. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: So Heal Circle uh, was created for me to help implement this program that I had created in partnership with leading doctors to help eliminate reverse, you know heart disease, diabetes, um, cancer. And so I partnered with various doctors cr- to create these programs. These are fourteen day programs. And in the program, all seven things are done, but they're done in a way that it you don't have to think. You just follow. The email comes. It says, this is what you're doing for breakfast. So it includes recipes, meditations and chants, quotes, inspiring quotes, exercises, um, journaling. It includes a free journal that you can do every day. Journaling is really, really important. Um, so that's how the programs are structured. They're 14 days. You start when you want, you finish when you want because they're virtual, they're on your own time. And then if you have questions, we have you know teams that answer and they're all designed by doctors. So um, they also include videos and interviews and um, and we give you all the support that you need. And now part of that, we are launching Walk Club, which is an app because again, like, as I said to me, the most important thing you can do is actually 10 minutes walk in the morning sun. So that's it, 10 minutes. Obviously, if you can do more, do more, but 10 minutes, everyone has 10 minutes. Um, and if not 10, fine, five minutes. So we, I created this app called the Walk Club app. So it's Walk Club on App Store. And it has a very simple purpose, which is to help people walk more by finding others like them and walking with them. It's really boring to walk alone. But if if you can walk with someone who's kind of going through your journey and you've got something common to talk about... And it's there, and it's forced, and it's rewarding you for walking, and it tracks everything. You know, it just makes it easier to walk more. So, so Walk Club is our brand new app, and uh, I hope
1: your viewers will get to try it. Yes, that sounds great. That is my favorite thing to do is to go for a brisk walk, you know, in nature. It, like you said, I mean, it resets your whole body, and, and you're not in that fight or flight when you're when you're outside, when you're in nature. That's why first thing in the morning, it'll set the tone for your entire day. Love that. Now, before we get into the random round questions, what do you want people to take away from this podcast? That you can heal. Let nobody
0: ever tell you otherwise. Nobody. I was most inspired, and this story will underscore what I'm saying. Anita Murjani died of stage four cancer. And came back and fully healed. Chris Wark, diagnosed very young, at a very young age, completely healed himself, still around. He still looks like he's 20. Um, you know, I've interviewed him as well. There are more inspiring stories of people that have healed after having been told that they wouldn't. So don't let anyone dissuade you, discourage you, put a damper on on you taking charge and getting your health back. I really do believe that health is a frequency and disease is a frequency. And so if you choose, for those of you who are in that spiritual VR ascending um, group sect, um, you know what I'm talking about, right? We are a frequency, we know this from quantum science, we are a frequency. We've never connected the two that actually there's a frequency of diseased cells, which now sound medicine, they're calling it sound medicine. Um, And I've interviewed, you know, Jeffrey um, Thomas, who does sound healing, et cetera, but it's a frequency. And so if you can pull yourself out of the diseased frequency and get into the healthier frequency, your body can change like
1: this. Mm, Fantastic. Fantastic. I know it's getting me excited just to like... Empower, you know, it's so empowering. You can do this. If you think you can heal, you can heal. Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you
0: don't know him, Google him, look him up. He hosts events that are sold out and packed. And the reason is he has created an environment of frequency and teaches people how to change. As he says, matter to matter is hard, energy to matter is easy. So you put yourself in a place of energetic healing. And that's like this. So if you're trying to make your matter heal the matter, it's a lot harder. In fact, it doesn't happen. So you've got to raise your frequency to where you're energetically changing who you are and and how you're structured to the point where you're healed. And he has case study after case study after case study. So this stuff is no longer voodoo or esoteric. This stuff is happening every single day. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Look up look up, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Fantastic.
1: And now the random round questions. Ready? Yes. So fill in the blank. Freedom to you is? Health. I didn't even have to think about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. It's, um, it's health. If you don't have your health, you don't have freedom. I've been there twice.
1: Uh, I understand that. The last show you binged and loved? Ooh.
0: I can tell you the truth or I can make something up. The truth. <laughs> Ancient aliens.
1: Ooh. I haven't
0: watched that one. Ancient aliens and it's not just about aliens. It's it's a different lens into our history that we are not taught and it's so clear that the history we are actually living is different from what we're taught. So if you haven't seen or heard Ancient Aliens, watch Ancient Aliens. When you're feeling afraid, what do you do? Sing, dance. Instantly,
1: I get out of it. If you could have a one-hour discussion with someone past or present, who would it be and why?
0: Oh, that's a hard one. I'll give you the one that just comes instantly to my mind only because um, I would say today, if you asked me, who's the man that inspires you the most or woman that inspires you the most um, I'd say Elon Musk. And it's not because he's gone a little cuckoo. Um, Elon, please don't watch. I have two of your cars. Um, It's, it's, he is, He's the kind of person that, again, you know, is, you know, I keep saying, oh, you can get your health back. You can get your health back. And Anita Murjani is someone you look and you go, okay, now I I believe Rina, because here's an example. So when people say you can do anything you want, you can do anything you want. And then you go, no, you can't. And then you look at someone like Elon Musk and you go, damn, we can. We can do whatever we want. Right. Like, look at this man. He mortgaged stuff and did what he needed to do because he wanted to go to Mars. And yes, he had, you know, so many setbacks, but he kept at it and now look at what he's pulled off. You know, I went to Harvard Business School and we did case upon case on the car industry and what a sucky industry it is. And what a, you know, horrible, you know, just all of it, right? It's just, it's just a fundamentally difficult industry. What does he do? He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go make an electric car that actually works the right way. And he did it. Elon Musk is who I'd really want to sit down and talk to just to feel his frequency and to and to sit there and, you know,
1: and rap with him and, and, and get the vibe of what is this? Who is he? Yes. And he was actually funny on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so that was a pleasant surprise. I loved it. He says he might be an alien. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite go-to snack? Chocolate. Dark, dark, creamy chocolate. Organic only. What's one simple thing that brings you joy? Dancing. What's on your nightstand?
0: Vitamin D drops. (laughs) Every night before I sleep, vitamin
1: D drops. I have that too. What's your favorite form of exercise? My favorite form of exercise would be dancing.
0: Um, And so that translates into Zumba. So Zumba is, I love Zumba and that's been really hard because of COVID. It's been really hard not to go to a fitness center and, you know, get my groove on, do my Zumba. Um, I've been
1: sad, but. It's opening up, so hopefully soon. It's great. I know. In California, they're a little slower than everyone else, right, with that? Just a little. What's one thing you're really grateful for in your life right now? Health. It's the one thing I will never take for granted, ever.
0: Obviously, family, obviously, children, parents, all that. But I've never taken them for granted. I always took health for granted. And so, and I've realized I can't even be a good mom. I can't be a good wife. I can't be anything
1: if I'm not healthy. Mm. So healthy. I couldn't agree more. And finally, how can people learn more about your programs? Um, so you can um, go to HealCircles.org,
0: which is plural. Um, HealCircles, H-E-A-L-C-I-R-C-L-E-S.org. And we have all our programs there. There's some free programs that you can join. There's a free community you can join. And then, of course, we've got the the paid programs as well. Uh, One of the most fun, popular ones is Dr. Joel's heart program. It's a very active community. We have live calls. It's got the full heart reversal program. It's got the interviews, and you can ask questions to Dr. Joel. Um, So HealCircles.org is a great way. And then, of course, Walk Club, which is the app. So you just you know, go to App Store or Google Play and just search for Walk Club. We are brand spanking new. So, you know, every day there's some new functionality we release or some bug we fix. Um, But if you're there, I'll, I'll stop in and say hello to you and help you get started.
1: Well, I am inspired by you. I love what you're doing. And thank you so much for being on. Haley, you are a treasure. I want to thank you for what you are doing. You are on such a wonderful crusade.
0: I bless you. I send you my best energies for a great, great health
1: and a great show. And thank you so much again for having me over. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Doing so will really help this podcast get noticed and will help us to inspire more people. And remember... The sky is the limit when you take your power back when it comes to your health.